This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Shut up and sit down. It's our weekly fantasy sports podcast with Jeff Erickson of Rotowire. Tim Benz along with you here on the Breakfast with Benz podcast brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. We build decks year-round, and we're booking into spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of their current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck. If it's installed by March 1st of this year, go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your safety inspection today. Jeff is the best fantasy analyst in the business. The best fantasy website in the business is Rotowire. But Jeff, obviously we got football first, people who are in playoff fantasy leagues. It really comes to a head this weekend with the NFC and AFC championship games. I'm sure there'll be a lot of movement this week before the Super Bowl. How do you see things playing out in both conferences and how are the teams that you have, how are they doing? You know, um, they're doing all right. Uh, doing well, spread picks, you know, eight and two against the spread so far. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's going it, to, you know, it's, it's, Gonna get tough still, but uh, I like the Ravens side quite a bit uh, in the Chiefs Ravens game. I, I I have a stronger opinion about that game than I do uh, the Lions the Niners. I I when it's seeing it at three and a half, it seems like okay, that's a trap line. You should never give Mahomes more than three. All that they you know. At the same time, I look at what these two teams have been like all season long, and I think the Ravens have clearly been you know. A much stronger team and you know standard home field advantage is two and a half points right uh so the line is implying that the ravens are only one point better than the chiefs i i don't see it that way i think they're the healthier team i think they're the stronger defense and you know chiefs have a really good defense but i think the ravens are even stronger i think they're historically good uh, i think the weapons that lamar has are better than the weapons that uh, Mahomes has right now so i'm pretty strongly on the ravens Let's dive into that a little bit more, particularly on the uh, offensive side of the ball when the Ravens have it and the Chiefs are on defense. We all know how dangerous Lamar is. Where do you see him getting loose the most against the Chiefs? Is it running? Is it throwing to anyone in particular? Yeah, uh, I think it is running. Um, Because one thing that will be a problem is, like, say Flowers might have a tough matchup. Uh, going into it. The Chiefs are pretty good at shutting down outside wide receivers, but so are the Ravens. I think that's one of the things that's really interesting about that. Sneed finally gave up a touchdown pass last week. Uh, and that that was interesting because, you know, it was against Khalil Shakir. It you know, wasn't against Diggs. It wasn't against one of the elite top receivers out there. But he finally gave up that touchdown last week. Sneed's got a bad calf, by the way. He was limited in yesterday's practice. Something to be something to watch for there. And I just think one of the big things about uh defense uh, the injuries generally for the chiefs is that they have a couple of key injuries uh joe joe tooney uh, their offensive guard is going to be out likely he's doubtful i guess i should say i shouldn't overstate the case mm-hmm. uh but 
uh, you know, they, they're also, you've got Mike Edwards banged up. Willie Gay's coming back from a neck injury. It looks like Gay will be okay. Uh, Edwards has a concussion, so this is going to come down to the wire. You know how the, that, that, that whole re- reporting cycle goes. We won't know until the end of the week whether or not he'll be able to go. Uh, so I just think that they're, last week the Chiefs were a much healthier team than the Bills were. They're not going to have that advantage this week against the Ravens. How about the other way around? So uh, the one uh, injury to watch for for the Ravens is Marlon Humphreys. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, but he's missed a lot of time earlier this season, and they've been able to to thrive anyhow. Uh, Matchup-wise, uh, I think it, Kelsey's going to struggle this week. I think the Ravens are really good at shutting down the middle of the field. And Kelsey was able to operate against a third-string linebacker last week against the Bills, and that's just not going to happen this week. Um Rasheed Rice, I think, is going to be up against a tougher matchup as well. So I think this is where it's they run into a tougher story here. And I, I just think that they're going to have a hard time you know, putting enough points on the board. And it's really weird to say that with a Patrick Mahomes team, but I, I don't see them getting more than 17 points. Jeff Erickson with us from Rotowire. Check him out at Rotowire, the best fantasy site in the business. Jeff, the best fantasy analyst in the business Running the ball, I want to get a little bit more into that. Pacheco, you know, I had him on a fantasy team this year. Really liked what I got out of him when he was healthy. Going up against the Ravens defense. Can we dive into that a little bit more, and how do you project his totals? You know, I, I do think he they're, they're going to run and run and run a lot more. I think, uh, you know, if you're playing like uh, any of the pick platform sites, I like a lot of uh, the, the, the numbers that you're going to get on Pacheco because I do think that's the one guy that, will probably be pretty successful. Uh, right now, I'm seeing, for instance, at prize picks, um, I, I like the over 14.5 rush attempts, um, and I like the more than 64.5 rushing yards, too. Uh, I, I think that the yards are a little closer because you know, you're know you not really guaranteed the success, but I, I just think that the Chiefs have to control the clock. They have to run the ball to be effective in this game. I think that's the best way they can go about doing it. Jeff, NFC side, you said that you feel a little bit more clear in how you're seeing things with the AFC game. I'm the other way. I, I think the Mahomes factor just draws me into thinking this is going to be a three-point game roughly. I'm going to pick the Ravens like you, but the NFC side, even without Debo, I feel pretty sound that the 49ers are going to win. I, I just kind of look at the Lions and say they've, they've done a great job, but now they're going on the road, and maybe they turn into a pumpkin against the Niners even without Debo. Yeah, I think this is a win-but-don't-cover situation for the Niners. Uh, but, it, it's again, it's close. My set, my personal line at 6.5, and, and I'm seeing it at a flat 7 everywhere. Um, so I, I don't have that whole, you know, courage and conviction that it's – that I, I'm, oh, I'm definitely on this side of it here. Uh, what I do like uh, for the Niners is two things. One, I think Detroit's offensive line is – in. Uh, you know, is hurt right now. Jonah Jackson is going to probably miss the game and their center Frank Ragnall is uh, going to be playing hurt. And I think that's a big deal against this Niners pass rush, a pass rush that actually kind of struggled last week against the Packers. But I think they'll bring it a little bit more against the Lions this week. Uh, And of course, we all know about the Lions uh, trouble stopping outside receivers. I think Brandon Ayuk uh, uh, eats in this game. I think they throw to McCaffrey a lot. I think they throw to Kittle a lot as well. Um, I don't think Debo is going to play, but we'll see about that one there. I, that does matter, by the way, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, you know, the, the last, you know, they lost three in a row essentially with Debo out. He got hurt in that Cleveland game early on. Uh, granted, weather was a big factor in that game as well, but 
they they didn't do a whole lot in that game. I think he missed the entire uh, game against Minnesota on Monday night. Then he missed the game at home against the Bengals the week after that, and they lost all three of those games. How about the two tight ends? How do they fare? I mean, if you were a fantasy player all year, Kittle and Laporta were two guys who got it done for you, especially in the early part of the season when tight ends were, were kind of dry across the league. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who fares better for, between those two, do you think? I mean, I think both are going to be very important, but I think Kittle's got the better matchup, especially if it's like Jack Campbell trying to cover him. Uh, Campbell's lots of lots of good things, but covering tight ends is not one of those. Uh, I think that that would be. A, I think that's a problematic matchup for the Lions. In the Samuel conversation, I mean, if you're playing in one of these leagues and you decide to go with the Niners, I'm sure a lot of people had a lot invested in Samuel. It's kind of a, it's a kick you know where that this has cropped up because here are the Niners. They've gotten yep. at least the NFC Championship game. And even if they win it, you don't know what his status might be for the Super Bowl. Uh, I guess if he plays, that puts that to, to rest. But at the same time, Jeff, you, you played it right, you thought it right, now you don't get Debo potentially for the championship game. That kind of stinks. Yeah, and especially if you're playing in any sort of contest that has multipliers, like the NFFC's postseason, postseason hold'em contest, if you had Debo as your guy from the Niners – each successive round, he's worth more if you've held him on all along. Uh, and then you have to make that decision this week. It, you know, are you going to get three, try to gamble on him playing and doing three X's stats and four X's stats in the Super Bowl? Or like, or say if you had him last week, you know, do you get two X's stats this week and three in the Super Bowl? Or do you go anew and go with Ayuk or go with Kittle instead? I think it's a really tough choice. Yeah. I mean, if you took a down the line guy with San Francisco, you might be patting yourself on the back because. You just said, okay, these guys are going to be around. Maybe somebody gets me bonus points here or there that they're not expecting. Or, Jeff, do you just see there's more points for McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle? Yeah, I think it's more the latter there. I mean, I, I don't. I know Jennings had six targets last week, but I, I would really count on him kind of repeating that this week. I think that's a pretty. Uh, I, I think that's a pretty dicey proposition to be sure. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire. Before we go, Jeff, let's get into baseball a little bit. I know you were just doing a baseball show before you came on with us. Most drafts are a ways off until March, but you're doing slow drafts now already, right? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm in the middle of two slow drafts right now, and uh, I'm. You know, I, and I did one live draft back in October. That was an auction, but uh, it's really starting to ramp up. Our draft gets up on the site. We're constantly updating projections and strategy articles and things of that nature. But one of the things I've been focusing on this week is trying to add rookies that aren't yet up, but might get some playing time. Try to do projections for them. Uh, and certainly, you know, Pittsburgh is, you know, an opportunity, an area where there's some definite opportunity. Uh, I, I have added a couple of, like I added projections, uh, uh for a couple of players actually, uh, for the pirates, Paul Skeens, obviously being the, the main guy, but, um, I, I think there's opportunities to be had in that, uh, Pittsburgh rotation. Um, I also, uh, added, you know, a projection, uh, for, uh, who was it there that I also added one for uh, Jared Jones. Yeah. I think he's got a chance of, uh, I don't think he'll start the year with the team. I think he'll get the call June or July and get some, get some reps then. But I, I think he's rapidly advancing as well. Skeens is the really tricky one. Cause he's got six professional innings, but you know, his talent's so high off, the, you know, you know, so high, so, such uh, I think the comparisons have been made to him and Steven Strasburg in terms of schedule and ability. What about Chapman coming on board? You know, I think this is going to be similar to what the Royals do with him. I think it's possible that you see him get flipped at the trade deadline. I did take a couple of saves away from Bednar, though, because Chapman's there. 
How about Cindergard potentially coming here? What's he got left? <sighs> not much, not right? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Not not a whole lot. Um it I think that takes I think those starts getting like if he if they if you know they bring on Syndergaard and that means Priester doesn't get any starts this year or gets fewer starts this year I, I'd be disappointed in that because uh, I, I, hey that the one thing Pittsburgh has to dole out is playing time and you don't want to waste it on someone that's not going to be part of your next winning team I understand the innings have to be eaten you have Martin Perez for that though already um, but you, you need to this is a big year for Ronzi Contreras for instance. It's a big year for Ortiz. Uh, you need to know what you have in these guys. Um, you don't need to know what you have in Syndergaard. You have Joel Embiid in any of your basketball leagues or Nathan McKinnon in any of your hockey leagues? <laughs> I used Embiid on Monday uh, for, on prize picks, actually. They had a promotion. It was the anniversary of Kobe scoring 81. Uh, so they did this Embiid plus Booker plus Jason Tatum over eight, 80 and a half points. And then beat almost got there himself. It was crazy. <laughs> he got 70 points. Uh, that, so that was pretty amazing. Same night you saw like Carl Anthony Towns go off for 62. Uh, we saw some big nights. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I think Embiid, he took 41 shots and 24 free throws, right? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> they, they, they were clearly feeding him in the second half. In the yeah. first half, it, it, in the first half when he was going really crazy, it, was, it kind of occurred naturally. Later in the game, they were trying to make sure he got his 70. It was, it was pretty funny to see. Jeff, thanks a bunch. What else can people find at Rotowire this week? Yeah, so we got our uh, draft kit. We've got uh, uh, you know some information on football, uh, fantasy football playoff leagues. We're even starting to take a look at 2024. Our dynasty rankings are updated. Uh, our, our prospect rankings for baseball have been recently were updated. You guys can check it out for free. Rotowire.com slash free. Get you a free peek behind the paywall for a couple of days. Uh, we're confident that once you do that, you'll like it and you'll want to subscribe. But if you don't, it just goes away. There's no credit card required. So rotowire.com slash free. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks a bunch. We'll do it again next week. And then uh, maybe we'll take a week off before the Super Bowl. But um, we'll get you before the Super Bowl for sure and get through a bunch of prop picks. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Tim. All right, Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.